0: Hello, welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of SBT Post Super Bowl. Yeah, or no? (laughs) For most of us, we didn't care because we don't got a dog in the fight. Our boy Vince,
1: I had a fucking Rottweiler in this fight, man, and uh, it got ate alive. Hey, that was like. There's your f ball. Yeah, I was gonna say that. that was quick.
2: I, I don't know if you beat me. We'll, we'll have to go to the
0: tail of the
1: tape here to see here,
0: but yeah, uh, you yeah, may we'll, have beat me.
1: <laughs> we'll circle back around and uh, get the official count on that one. But
0: damn. So very, uh, yeah, it's our, our you know, right after the Super Bowl, no scores to cover except the, the big game, this one. Uh, Vince, what was the final score? Then uh, just jumping into after that score.
1: The final score was Usher performed 12 songs. That was great. What a mean question, man.
0: What That's so mean. Hey, Vince, how did you get What's your heart score? ripped out?
1: All right, so uh, the 49ers losing overtime, 25 to 22 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP, to the surprise of absolutely no one. And I believe I said it last week that the one thing I didn't want was Patrick Mahomes with the ball, like, with the last shot. That's the yeah. th- that's what I said. I did say that. I was very concerned about that. And wouldn't you fucking know it, your boy is still the Oracle, even in bad things, too. It's not all wins, you know? So, so that's fun for me. Uh, uh, somebody queue you- up my chemical romance because I'm not okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think what's crazy is that they won the game on the same stupid play that they beat the Eagles with last year, the corn dog play as uh, Andy Reed has now coined it. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous.
0: Did you hear uh, Andy Reed was texting Antonio Pierce, thanking him for uh, beating the, uh, the Kansas city chiefs earlier in the season Uh, on Christmas. Yeah. Just saying, you know, Hey, like a veteran team needs to, you know, needs to be reminded that they're mortal, you know, kind of that sentiment.
1: it was the wake up call.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, thanks, you know, beautiful facilities in Vegas. Thanks for, for beating us. Uh, it reminded us that, you know, we got work to do. Um, so you're welcome chiefs. You're welcome. Uh, man, uh, what do you, you know, in summary, Vince, what do you think it, it came down to? I got, I got a couple of ideas. Yeah, of I mean, there, came there, down there's, to, but
1: there's honestly probably like a dozen different things. Like any one of them breaks a different way. The Niners are the champions. Like it, right. there was so many opportunities. We can start right at the beginning. The first drive, uh, the Niners are driving down the field. No problems whatsoever. Right up until Christian McCaffrey of all people fumbles. Up, you know, uh, Patrick Starr roasted him alive for that on the Nickelodeon broadcast.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so, so we can start there. We can start with Trent Williams, uh, a false start, and a holding penalty on the same drive to end the next drive. Like, I mean, these are guys that you don't get to the Super Bowl without them, you know? And so so they make those mistakes. It's like, well, what are you going to do? You, you just kind of suck it up and move on. And the Niners still ended up with a lead. Uh, and, and they even – When they they even briefly got down at the end of the game there and and was able to come back and score and uh, take the lead, then they you know there was just enough time like what just under two minutes and Patrick Mahomes marched him down the field and got that tying field goal, and then the overtime it's coming out now like after post game that uh, the Niners weren't aware of the overtime rules in the playoffs, and that's because the they've made the rules more and more unnecessarily convoluted uh, in the last few years because uh, because of the, the the fucking bills you know uh, they 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 were bitching about how they didn't get a shot or whatever and then the Niners get the ball first they go down they end up getting that field goal and uh, Kyle's ex- explanation was that he wanted to be able to, to be the team that gets the ball third um, but of course the problem is being the team that gets the ball second, if you if you can hold them to a field goal like the Chiefs held the Niners to the field goal, you go down, score a touchdown, and you win, or you have the field goal in your back pocket to survive another round. But, yep. I mean, there was, like, we can talk about the, um uh w- when the Niners forced a punt, and then it hits off of, I don't even know who it was, some special teamer, and then Ray-Ray McLeod, like, has to try to make a play on it because it's, you know, it's a live ball at that point. I mean, I I appreciate him trying to make a play on the ball. I wish he would have dove on it instead of trying to field it cleanly because nobody ever fields those cleanly. Come on. I mean, that's the one mistake. And and in the heat of the moment, you just, you know, you're trying to act reactively. And I, I wish he would have dove on it instead of trying to like pick it up and scoop it up. There's just so many opportunities that were left on the table. When you go down and you kick field goals instead of, getting a touchdown at any one of those field goals. If you, if you get a touchdown instead, I loved going for it on fourth down with Kittle and he gets it. And like, you could see the, 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 the first down cam and he's basically his shin takes it out. So, you know, he got it on that fourth down. That was a, that was a gutsy call. I wish I kind of saw a few more of those gutsy type calls earlier in the game, that third quarter, they, they basically went away from the run entirely. It was three, three and outs in a row. CMC had a seven-yard run, but you overall you netted negative, I think maybe two yards total, in three drives in the third quarter. Like it's that is unacceptable. Um, it just it, it it allowed the Chiefs to hang around, and I think for most of the game the Niners were the better team, but just something happened again, and here we here I am, uh, as an adult I've seen three Super Bowl losses in the last dozen years or so and it's rough this one this one might be the worst it's the toughest uh because you have a lead in overtime which of course was something a decade ago doesn't matter you can't have a lead in overtime you just win in overtime right i mean so between all kinds of stuff like that as far as the officiating goes yeah there's a couple of calls here and there that were a little bit charming i called them like when we were watching but there's nothing you can really complain about nothing egregious that you can point and say, that's the reason that bad call, whatever. I mean, I wish there would have been a couple more of those holding calls uh, against the chiefs, you know, but, but the Niners still, even with those, they they did a great job. Most of the night kind of keeping Patrick Mahomes, like, like from escaping and creating a lot of plays. There was, the chiefs had a bunch of three and outs too. I mean, the, the defense overall played great until the end, uh, when yeah. they, I think they were just gassed, like uh, the offense couldn't bail them out with, um, you know, those three straight three and outs just um, between that. And then you also lose Dre Greenlaw early in the game too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to bring that it's up. It's an Achilles. Yeah. Uh, It's just, there's so many things. If, if Dre Greenlaw is playing in that second half, I don't even think it goes to overtime. I think the Niners win it straight up. Like it's just, it's just unlucky things happening on top of um, poor execution in certain instances. And there's just, there's a dozen little things. Like And like I said, if any one of them breaks the other way, we're talking about a completely different story. Like if everything else happened that happened, but Dre Greenlaw is able to play the, the entire game, I think the Niners win. Like there's, there's any one of them, man. If, if the Niners score that touchdown on the first opening drive, I think the Niners are probably winning, like, like holding the trophy. Even if they have to I'm settle a for a field league.
0: goal. You know, even if they settle for a field goal. We can field talk goal. about
1: Moody missing the point after, which kind of yep. changes the complexion yep. of the game as well. And the the Chiefs needing to score a touchdown instead of just settling for a field goal at the end there. That would have changed the game a little bit, changed the optics, changed the way you call game the game, the plays you're t- calling uh, on defense and offense too. Just, I mean, it's rough. It's brutal. This was the one chiefs were the most beatable they've ever been and patrick mahomes still did um generationally talented things to to will the chiefs to win and i'm sorry i'm so sorry to those of you chief haters out there we tried <laughs> it didn't work out i'm just i'm more devastated that devastated than you are um i'm real glad i'm a warriors fan too because if it wasn't for the warriors I don't have a single championship since I was 8 years old with the uh with the Niners winning the last Super Bowl 29 years ago. That's another thing that like I was doing the math on my way over to uh to your place to watch it Sam. The Niners won 5 of the first 29 Super Bowls. They there's been 29 Super Bowls since then and the Niners don't have a single win there. So yeah. like a little uh little top heavy in the first half of career Super Bowls there. Yeah. Um,
0: no, for sure, Tyler. All you right. wanna you wanna add? Yeah, anything?
1: So, I'm gonna drink some water. Somebody else start speaking.
2: Um, yeah, I think it's just pretty much the same thing that I had emotions and feelings last year. You know, uh, against the same stupid team.
0: Um, and I just I want think, to say it was the same feelings I had back in uh, 2003. So yeah, yeah, right. You <laughs> were a the same based, team, though.
1: You know, um, late teen, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that moody. The Moody miss miss. I mean, I've I I'm not gonna say I'm a a fan or I'll I'll stand up for Moody. Not that I would anyways, but I just I felt that all season long he's kind of come yeah, up short been, when you needed you him been. the there's, most. There's been yeah.
1: a yeah, just yeah. every now and then he'll miss one and remind you something happens where it's like oh yeah, he's a rookie. Like yeah. he, that yeah. that extra point he kicked it off of his ankle. He got none of his foot, yeah. man. Like it was just it was poor execution.
2: Yeah. So that, that Moody changes a big part of it. Um, do I, I, I don't really care about the Christian McCaffrey fumble because then Pacheco fumbled it on the two yard line. So, you know, I feel like we're going to call that a wash at that point. Right. Yeah. So um, I think the Moody thing is a big deal. I I think Shanahan saying what he did about overtime was probably just to cover his own ass. I think he legit forgot about the overtime rules too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's only been in a rule for two years. Right. So yeah. You should know, but if you didn't know, you know, that's shame on you. But at the same time, to Vince's point, rules change all the time. But if it were me and that was the rule in place, you're kicking the ball. You knew Andy Reid was licking his chops like, oh, this guy is really going to go for the receiving. Like I get to the chess board is set up for me now to figure out if I want to tie this game or win this game. So, um. That's probably the two biggest mistakes I would I would probably say is that kick and then the overtime. Um, Other than that, I mean, it was a I think it was a great officiated game. I mean, both sides had penalties called against them. Nothing was super egregious, so you're like, wow, that shouldn't be a – I mean, some of them were like, wow, that's not a penalty, but it was for both sides too, you know? Exactly, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was a fair it, – it, it was called equally fair. Yes, Th- that, I, mean, I agree. And they, they were letting them play a little bit too. Yeah. Like, um, yep. at, at least on the uh, – as far as pass interference goes, like – yeah. Uh, both sides were getting away with a little bit more than, uh, than I would have liked. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think g- losing Greenlaw, that's a big blow and on a freak accident. I mean, he was excited for his guys to, to, to get a stop. And he got to go out there and, and, you know, blow, popped his Achilles. So maybe that's a factor because you lose this morale support of like, Oh man, one of our best players is, on defense has gone down. Right. So maybe that is a, a factor in their head. Um, if you're gonna point to three key things, that'd probably be my third key factor, but biggest being that kick and then the overtime decision to to receive the ball instead of kicking it.
1: Yeah, you're you're talking about two thirds of the game without um without Dre Greenlaw, and that's that's rough. So yeah, it's yeah. it is what it is.
0: And yeah, you you got to think Dre Greenlaw is gonna make a player here or there, stop a you know, uh, mm-hmm. stop a first down, being
1: able to like um play, yeah, you know, just... like, like uh shadow. Patrick Mahomes, if he like met, escapes like that, that twenty yard run that he had, um, uh, Drake Greenlaw stops that for like four yards or something like that, you know. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, little you know, we, things like that. We were watching a little bit of the post game on uh, the 49ers station, and Whitner was kind of talking about how how it changed, you know the um the the linebacker schemes, you know, and who's covering who, and what Dre Greenlaw does. So it definitely disrupted what the 49ers wanted to do on defense for the most part, they, they recovered and played pretty well. Uh, but Greenlaw definitely would have, you know, made it a little bit tougher. I think it does, uh, you know, the, the extra point kick in a regular season game, you're probably not really worried about it. Right. Um, but it seems like when you miss a, a easy kick, I'll say uh extra point, it's always going to bite you in the ass in the playoffs or
1: my or rule is, Anything, any kick under 40 yards uh, should be makeable by anybody at the NFL level. And those right. extra points there, they're, you take them at 33 yards basically right. every time. So, so every extra point is makeable as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, that's, that's, that's an emotional dagger, at least Yeah, uh, if and it's not the, a real uh, dagger.
0: I'll say the, the overtime rules, the misunderstanding of the overtime rules were after the fact, uh, you hear that the 49ers players weren't really prepared for that scenario. And then you hear Kansas City that pretty much all year they've been dedicating time talking about playoff rules and the differences in playoff rules. And Andy Reid, since the playoffs started, they've been running drills for playoffs and developing plans what they were going to do. And every scenario was covered and they yeah. said that if the 49ers scored a touchdown they knew they had the rebuttal and they were going to their goal was to march back down the field get a touchdown and go for two and you know, so so they they weren't going to even they weren't going to even attempt the 49 allow the 49ers to attempt a third uh possession you know um of the game um and that just kind of feeds into you know what we hear about Andy Reid I know there was some some drama about the the practice facilities that the 49ers had. Um, and there was some scrutiny getting thrown towards the Chiefs because Andy Reid didn't want to alter his, his schedule. And his history is he doesn't want to alter his schedule. He's very schedule, calendar-oriented. And I, I think some of those details kind of showed up. And it showed up definitely in overtime, understanding the rules, understanding what everybody needs to do. Um, I think teams take on the identities of their head coaches and you see that the, the Kansas city chiefs, when it, when it comes to crunch time, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, those guys rep, they represent their coach. They know the details. They know what they need to do to make big plays. And uh, as one uh some I heard it on the radio somewhere today that you know uh, the Kansas City Chiefs put on their gold jackets and went to work <laughs> like, you know they made gold jacket plays yeah and um unfortunately for the 49ers that was the big difference maker is uh Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, these guys made made hall of fame legendary plays um I think I've said this before I picked I was hoping the 49ers would win I ended up picking the Chiefs because of our uh, show bet uh, yeah, exactly. competition that we got. Yeah. Um. Part of me did feel the Chiefs' money was coming in on the Chiefs because of uh, that crunch time, because of the Hall of Fame, that championship DNA um, was gonna was gonna shine through. Um. So it was unfortunate, but uh, man, the Chiefs. The you know that it, it all starts at the quarterback for yeah. every team. It all starts at the quarterback, and there's like mm-hmm. what three quarterbacks in the league that you could say like oh this is a for sure guy you want to build around everybody else you can it's make like, the argument levels. yeah yeah you can make <laughs> the argument but until it's done until they do something and get there and i think the 49ers got a quarterback i'm not i'm not knocking purdy i'm not knocking the 49ers hmm.
1: I, I think they'll be right back next year Yeah,
0: you know, i th- i really is, do
1: yeah i mean on uh, like it, for context at this time last year, Brock Purdy was having his elbow getting Tommy John surgery to it at right. this time last year. And for baseball, it takes a full year to come back. And this man was starting on opening day in September. So it was already a pretty miraculous comeback just to be on the field. I knew I had questions whether he would be able to start at the beginning of the year. And I, I, I voiced them on this channel several times until they said they confirmed yeah he's going to be ready he's good to go at that point it's like fine but you just never know and i will say brock was art was already setting records like single season records for quarterbacking for the 49ers this year uh, imagine having a full year where he's not doing rehab on his elbow just to come back where he can yeah. just train like normal and and get better in that way you know, not trying to come back from a major injury, he's able to just do the normal program. And I think, I think next year we can't, we might see something um, Drew Brees esque out of right. Brock Purdy next year. That's and, my know, early hot take. It was
0: unfortunate that, uh, you know, Brock Purdy had an opportunity to win the game, but that blown offensive coverage uh, was it? What's the right guard? Brunskill.
1: Uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah.
0: Brunskill missed that coverage which allowed the, the chiefs yeah, to Chris run Jones right up the, blew it up, blew, blew right past him. And yeah. pretty had had guys open, but two he guys had, open on that play. but he
1: had, dead, yeah, center. dead center, dead center in the back. And then he that ended was, up going with Jawan. He just, he couldn't plant and deliver to right. Jawan. He couldn't he step shows, into the throat. But, he couldn't step
0: yeah. up and, and, and deliver the ball. Um, accurately. Like we've come to, to expect from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game was there, you know, there was opportunities there. Um, it's, sad for the 49ers, but, but I, I think the, you know, the Purdy is on his rookie deal. He's not making a whole lot of money. So you're going to, you're going to be able to retain some of your talent and probably add some talent. And it seems like the 49ers are doing pretty good in their draft. So hopefully that continues. I think they're right back there. Um, we talked about the Eagles are probably going to be right back there. I think they hired the Eagles hired a uh, really good coordinators. So I think they're going to be right back in it. Uh, As long as the Chiefs have Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey, um, you know, they're going to be in it. Um, And all of them
1: are coming back too. nobody's retiring. So So
2: that's
0: a good point,
2: Sam, is that Purdy was drafted where he was, that this is essentially for a comparison. This is your Steph Curry moment that you've got a guy who's not going to be requiring a lot of money because of where he was drafted exactly you definitely have a lot of more money to be able to spend on ways to build your team and talent wise so i think i do expect him offensively to
0: be well. the number one to me the number one thing that the 49ers need they need a wide receiver that bl- can blow the top off you yep. know they yeah. got they got really good wide receivers that can catch the ball and get physical you know uh, the yak brothers and all of that stuff they need a guy that can go deep that could that could get that could just blow past everybody yeah. when when that time comes that you need it, you know. Yeah, so.
1: uh, my dad in the chat saying he would like to see the Niners spend uh, some money on offensive line besides Trent Williams. One hundred percent agree. Um, uh, really improving that having somebody who's a dog besides Trent. Uh, that would be that that would be nice, you know. Uh, yeah. That that would help a lot, and maybe that play doesn't get blown up. You know, maybe then maybe Brock is able to see, oh, Brandon Ayuk is wide fucking open. He got schemed open real well. He made a nice move. And uh there's the, there's the game right there. You know, that's a touchdown. And then the Chiefs have to play that entire their their side of it completely differently.
0: Absolutely. So we'll all see. right. Any uh you guys got anything else for the 49ers Super Bowl?
1: I'm good. I'm I'm good for now. If there's anything else, I'm sure I'll shout out about it. Um that another thing, or whatever. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. There was the um, on Thursday they had the NFL had their awards night, and so that's when you uh, yeah, let's, let's look, look at the hardware like here. Yeah, One of them, them I, I have a question
2: about, about, but we'll get there. Okay, <laughs> so quick,
1: I, I I feel like
0: they need to announce this crap like immediately after the season, not the week, a couple days before the Super Bowl. Yeah, it sort
1: it's sort of all regular lost. season.
0: It's all regular season stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean at, at at they they used to like kind of trickle this stuff out like you know one one a day for like a week during the divisional round of the playoffs or whatever um tally the votes and everything but yeah like like I they they started doing this like honors thing this um this award show type thing because um the NHL actually started doing it and they saw some success so the NFL's like Oh, that's a cool idea we'll do it we'll take that and then just make it way better than what the nhl does so um so there we are that's how that yeah. happened all right I'll, so let's oh go ahead
2: also when they announced i would uh patch Mahomes as the mvp i felt like that went completely under the radar like
0: i didn't even know they had i didn't even that. know assume. i didn't know it either. yeah yeah um,
1: I, we we assumed it but i didn't know it
0: the only time that i it was like the super bowl trophy was there patrick mahomes thanked a couple of people and then but it was the super bowl trophy i didn't even see the mvp trophy or or anything it was just over yeah (laughs) so
1: yeah all right so uh hall of fame enshrinement julius peppers andre johnson white freeney patrick willis and devin hester are elected to the pro football hall of fame the senior committee selected uh randy gratishar and steve mcmichael uh all very worthy uh people to go in, go in patrick willis uh obviously the uh, uh 49er he, for his entire career he would have gone in on the fir- this was the third ballot he would have gone in first ballot if he played three more years uh, he chose to walk away after eight like right in the middle of his prime but uh his uh, he was starting to have problems with his feet and so he decided to walk out on top you know instead of uh, literally unintended.
2: literally mm-hmm. so he <laughs> um- uh Andre Johnson is my uh, my first bout Hall of Famer simply for his awesome fight with Cortland Finnegan, if you guys remember that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cortland Finnegan was on the Titans at, the, at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. They, yeah. They, yeah.
2: Where they ripped each other's helmets off and yeah. actually started throwing blows. Oh, it was great. Yeah. That was a top 10, even if uh, ESPN didn't want to make it a
1: top 10. <laughs> right. Yeah, for reasons. Okay. <laughs> um, so Kevin Hester. Yeah, yeah Devin Hester that's the one I, that that's the one I was like uh, I don't I mean uh, like he's the greatest punt returner in the history of the NFL let's get that out of the way that being said I don't know that punt returning should call qual- like the, 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 the everything else that he did in his career besides punt returning was not hall of fame worthy to me to and, me it, yeah, I don't know it's have... kind of tough like yeah how yeah, much impact me, does he really have like he scored 18 touchdowns uh, every kicker that plays 10 years has more points t- total points scored than he does. Like he's like even five years really for a lot of those guys.
0: Yeah. If you're going to have specialty guys getting in for these types of things, then, you know, our assistant coaches and coordinators, are they getting in? Yeah. You know, like,
1: I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, know. whether don't they know. should or shouldn't, you know, but it's a good question to ask like because like, I don't know, I don't know of any coaches the that line? got
0: in that, that got in as a a career defensive coordinator, a career yeah. offensive coordinator because Yeah, yeah we Vic were Fangio's about this, not getting in, you know. We were talking uh, about this last night. I think you may have already left Vince, but we were talking about um uh the Chiefs uh defensive coordinator Spagnolo, and you look at the defenses he put together as a coordinator and, and the amount of rings he has now as a DC and the historic run that was like the first touchdown he allowed last night was like the first touchdown he allowed in many mini many Super Bowl quarters now mm-hmm. in the second half like so his his in-game adjustments and locking uh locking teams down in the second half he's on a historic run would would a coordinator get in you know so if we're allowing specialty guys to get in why not other other roles uh, part of the franchise is, is my question. Um, I don't know. I mean, congrats to Devin Hester. I'm not here to, you know. Yeah, no. What he anything. did for
1: the like for that position, that's the greatest all time, uh, right. you know, returner. I don't think anybody's pushing back on that. Uh, right. It's it, it's literally just how much of an effect does that part of the game really have? And um, everything, like I said, everything else. They tried him at wide receiver. They tried him at cornerback and didn't work none of it yeah worked. He, he was not a hall of famer at those positions i right. will say that um but yeah he he definitely for like it, the bears were in the super bowl because of him like he they it wasn't because of rex grossman i will say that right uh, so you know i mean it, it, it's kind of a borderline question mark thing i didn't I, I wouldn't have put him in i would have voted for a couple of other guys that didn't get in instead but obviously i don't have a vote so all we can do is just like sit here and uh, say, you know, just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see w- what other awards do we have. We have Christian McCaffrey winning uh, Offensive Player of the Year. That uh, comes as a surprise to no one. Uh, he, very here's my here's my
2: controversial one here.
1: Um, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, I'm do, I'm I'm gonna skip that and come right back to it though. Miles okay. Garrett is Defensive Player of the Year. Um. Uh, a, another guy that's uh, well worth it i think he. i don't
2: he, think he should have won that to be honest with you
1: you don't who, um who should have won it instead uh it should have been the Steelers. uh oh tj watt should have been him i think i i i i honestly like like the counting stats were a little bit higher with tj watt i he led I, I the league in sacks until yeah, he got but, hurt I'm, I'm not i'm not upset about it i think my uh miles garrett's a quality player so uh here we are here's here it is joe flacco is your comeback player of the year should not have been uh, should not have uh been. I, I guess the league determined that coming back from playing with the jets is equal to coming back from being dead yeah so, uh, should,
2: should have been demar hamlin hamlin uh, should have been the comeback player of the year he that is the most literal sense of the award <laughs> yeah well i mean
1: yeah yeah he pulled well, I, I, like I jesus I think, on him but i
0: think you gotta define like what does it mean to come back like Demar mm-hmm. hamlin came back and earned a roster spot and is alive, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, but then there was other players that overcame, you know, injuries and came back and overcoming sucking
1: and playing for the Jets, you know, (laughs) where,
0: what's his name? Uh, Flacco said it kind of, he said it himself. He goes, well, I kind of just came back off from off the couch, you know, like I just came back and, into the league because I was sitting on the couch, so I don't really know if he's comeback player of the year. I think that, you know the the definition of what does it mean of coming back is eye of the beholder. I guess you can say.
1: Yeah. All right. So Lamar Jackson is your MVP. I think everybody kind of knew that that's what was going to happen. In terms of the counting stats, his numbers are a lot lower than a bunch of other people who were uh, MVP, but that's. It's neither here nor there, he's definitely a worthy uh recipient, and that's now two for him. And everybody else that has two MVPs is either already in or will be in the hall of fame uh when their time comes. So he's got it.
2: I think I think he's a first ballot if he gets that one ring.
1: If he gets one ring, it's a first ballot. I yeah. think so. Um, uh he, he he may have to wait around um if he doesn't, <laughs> yeah. and also he just needs to uh keep piling up the stats. Yep. Um uh yeah, so all right. Uh moving on. CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, both of the Texans are your offensive and defensive rookies of the year. And like uh, they should have got coach of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. You, like, they should have they should have had the sweep there. Uh Kevin Stefanski gets Stefanski. coach of the year. It's it, sh- it should have been D'Amico Ryan's uh as well. But I guess they, they wanted to spread out the awards a little bit. That's your um tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theory there and your Walter Payton man of the year here's your Steelers it's uh, Cam Hayward the defensive tackle and I mean like all, all of these guys like like everybody every team gets somebody nominated uh, for Walter Payton man of the year and uh, every single one of these guys do a lot of work in the community and they, they, they in you know they do a lot of great stuff and I, I have no qualms with whoever they choose to win it, because it's always somebody who's doing a lot of good. So
0: yeah. How do you argue? Well, yeah, I'm not this yeah. guy fundraised more yeah. money for more <laughs> right. hospitals or yeah. 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 Kissed more sick children's foreheads yeah, or something yeah, I know, You right? know, like, come on. Like, yeah, you, he
1: visited three cancer you... wards as opposed to two or whatever yeah. by the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no way to quantify that. So I don't have a problem. I'll, I'll never argue anybody winning man of the year. Just uh, what, off the cuff,
0: something that I, I um, you know, the Super Bowl trophy is the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Correct. Right. Um, don't you feel like it should just be named the Bill Belichick Trophy? Like I feel like it should be, like, whatever coach has the most Super Bowls, just name it that. And then if somebody comes along and beats Bill Belichick's record of of coaching Super Bowls, then it gets renamed because. It's hard for like I I get the love and the the romance of Vince Lombardi, um, but I but I think he's been surpassed probably by a few coaches, uh I mean Bill Belichick, uh Bill Walsh, uh any coach named Bill, uh, <laughs> uh but you know I I just think Belichick had uh, the amount the amount of wins and career stats and Super Bowls he has. Um I think that would be kind of cool that that the the Super Bowl trophy is named you know you could still have Vince Lombardi's name on it but it's now you add kind of like a Stanley Cup you add another name to it or something like that.
1: Well I I, I don't necessarily agree with that because um Vince Lombardi uh, he won the first two Super Bowls but he had five total NFL titles in his uh 7 years of coaching the Packers so uh yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, he, he won five championships in seven years. Excuse me. He coached the team for about nine years is what it looks like here. Yeah. And I just, uh, um, I, I, I get why they named it the Vince Lombardi trophy, because if you have, you, you do name it after the guy that's winning it, you know, and, and he, he wins the first two of them. So, so I kind of get it. And I don't like the idea of renaming a trophy. If there's not a reason to like, if we find out that uh, Vince Lombardi, um was like a, a really bad human who like 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 kept kids like like hostage and or you know did, <laughs> did any kinds of really bad evil stuff like Penn yeah. State. <laughs> yeah 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 like bad stuff that happened like uh like Joe Paterno like what happened with Joe Paterno. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah turning a blind eye. Then you can rename it. But once you name a trophy, unless there's a reason to unname it I think you let it be. So
0: even yeah. though he's not the best coach.
1: No, he's uh, uh he he did win a lot though. So uh, he he got five titles, and two of them were the Super Bowl, the first two Super Bowls. So it does make sense to me that it's named after him, uh, and that name like they named it after him a you know a few years after they started, they yeah. already started playing Super Bowls. So that's fine. Uh, that's it for football notes. Uh, do you guys have anything else football ways? No, till next year. All right. Yeah, we got the draft we got there's uh, always you know, off-season stuff and we'll have you know and anytime there's any notes that come up in the football world at large obviously we'll uh, we'll at least touch on it so uh, look forward to that as, as oh you
0: know what was crazy is uh the raiders hired uh, deshaun foster as an assistant running backs coach about two weeks ago and yep. then today he just got yep. announced as the ucla head coach so oops once a raider always a raider (laughs) raiders
1: (laughs) legendary coach thanks for the two weeks bro
2: (laughs) i wonder if we're scheming
1: up that one play i wonder if he even got a
2: paycheck (laughs) You imagine oh Oh, man man.
1: all right so the warriors we're going to turn to basketball the warriors uh win three games in a row and they're playing tonight uh at utah i think that game's actually underway uh, as we speak uh so they get the win at Philly, uh 127-104. They get a huge win at Indian Indianapolis, Indiana, 131 to 109. They get they that was a squeaker of a game against Phoenix that they get the win. 113 112 Curry with the dagger, uh, with uh seven-tenths of a second left.
2: A, a couple things oh. with that, as uh we me and Sam were um at kind of a little bar in, in Alameda saying goodbye to a a mutual friend um and we ended up catching that phoenix game man it's been a really long time that i've watched a game in a bar um that was electrifying it was great and when curry hit that shot i think the the roof uh kind of uh crumbled there a little bit we hit decimal levels that shipped the whole entire building so right
1: that so, was fun yeah so the warriors are back to 500 they are 10th in the west so they are in the playoffs the playing tournament right now as it stands we we talked about it even last week like get to 500 and now let's talk playoffs so they're back at 500 they're playing utah tonight let's start talking like like what else can they do they ended up not doing anything really major at the trade deadline they send um who was it? Corey joseph that he got sent to uh indiana and then they immediately like cut him so uh We'll it was a, get, it was a, good. it was
2: a money move to, to yeah. clear the books and clear any kind of uh, salary cap issues that you may have going into next season. Um, right. One thing too, the Utah game, um, Steve Kerr will not be coaching him right. and Zaza Pachulia are in Serbia attending a uh, uh, funeral uh, services. So the assistants, right. I'm drawing like a I said right now, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Yep. He'll He's be coaching, be, uh,
1: coaching tonight. Uh, so other games coming up this week, Wednesday versus the Clippers, thursday they go right back to play at utah and then they have a one week break uh where the, the when they come back i believe they play the lakers but i'll d- double check that um so uh you know you got three game three more games including tonight and then uh you get a nice little break right after the uh, uh heading into the all-star game and then uh a- anybody that's not steph curry basically gets a uh a little bit of a breather a little bit of a time away to recollect and just get ready for that final run. Maybe Klay Thompson can uh can figure it out a little bit and uh he's he's he said earlier today, I believe, uh that he's willing to stay with the Warriors and take a reduced role um uh in the future like for contract negotiations and stuff. So uh, we'll see what yeah. that means and what that leads to and
2: I I think cuz he didn't take that extension last year, right? It would have been you know, like a 30 million dollar 40 million dollar extension something like that. He bit, he bet on himself and uh unfortunately it didn't work, but it's crazy, man. Like from what he was last year to to now, it's just this collapse seems so rapid and so fast that um it's it's really sad to watch, but at the same time I'm, you know, he had two catastrophic leg injuries and I'm going to value him. He was my favorite player. I only owned up until 2 weeks ago uh Clay uh jersey, so he was my favorite player. Um, you know, I. it's crazy that we got to watch a whole entire career of someone at their peaks and now going to towards the tail end of their career. But I'll remember, you know, the the game he had against the Kings with the 11 dribbles and, you know, the, the coming 60 back. 60
1: points in three quarters or whatever it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then coming back after those two leg injuries and getting the dunk uh, against Cleveland, um, just just the amount of highs that we had, you know, with this team, and now we're starting to see, you know, maybe not with Curry, but the rest of it is getting towards the tail end of their careers for the most part. So, um, but I like the new guards. I like what we have going forward. Um, I think uh, TJD is great. Uh, I'm really liking the uh, Kaminga's growth here. So hopefully we can get the other kids to step up. Pods has been amazing as far as a rookie goes. Leads all of NBA in charges. So. For yeah. a rookie and a point not, guard,
1: not afraid to put his body on the line. You know? Yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the next coming of years. I've, I think we've always said, what is the Warriors going to look like when, you know, the big three step down and I, and I think the future's bright with this team. So let's uh, focus on the rest of the season, season, get into a playoff tournament. Maybe, uh, maybe even become a, uh, a six seed and uh, maybe we don't even have to play in the playing tournament. We'll see.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's, th- there's some work to do. Uh, but we got the All Star break coming up, so it's a nice time to reset, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it was a little weird that the uh, the All Star break came uh, after the trade deadline. To me, I always like like that feels. I always, yeah, I always felt like weird. That. The, the All Star game was like maybe two weeks later than it should mm-hmm. be. Um, I, they're trying to avoid the Super Bowl because the NFL added that extra game that pushed their schedule back an extra week, and that's um, everybody doesn't want to mess with the Super Bowl because that's. A ratings disaster to try to put anything up of importance, because um, nobody's going to choose this, the um, nobody's choosing the NBA All Star Game over the Super Bowl unless you, know? you
0: were peak walking dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it,
1: unless you're Aisha Curry, you're not. Uh, yeah, you're, you're you're not picking that. You know, it's it's like yeah. So so we don't want to deal with that, and that's that's great that they decided to move it. But I wish they would have moved it before. Instead it could of, just
2: lead to uh, some awkwardness, especially in the all-star game. Imagine playing for a team on the West and then you got traded to a team on the East and, but you were, you became an all-star with the team that was on the West. You know what I mean? Right. Like it could lead yeah. to some awkwardness. I, I think, mean,
1: we, so. we've seen, we've seen situations like that here and there, like uh, Jeff Samarja in 2014, uh, he was an NL all-star, but he was traded to the A's by the time the all-star game actually came around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, like little weird things like that happen sometimes. Uh, uh, one more note on basketball. The in-season tournament has been renamed the Emirates NBA Cup, and that's after they land a sponsorship deal with the United Arab Emirates-based airline company. So uh, Emirates already, like, sponsors a lot of major stuff uh, in sports all around the world, and the NBA is getting that money, their uh, hands on that sweet, sweet um UAE money.
2: I still say you want to make this in-season tournament better. Allow other countries to participate. Like allow some Euro teams to participate. The only thing is, that I, I know. Gonna, it's going to be still, a logistic
1: nightmare. But it, well, that's part of the problem. Like right but, now, this is only the sec Like they only did it one year.
2: So I know. Far, so I know. I'm just saying so you want to make it more interesting. Allow other countries let, to let's, participate. Let, let's
1: let's settle down and get get this worked out first like the first season of it was fine and um uh the teams the actually Lakers did held care. their banner yeah that's right uh will and we'll see we'll see what the players do in year two of this tournament to see if it actually has legs you know um but so far the reports were good this first year i don't know how much people will care going forward we'll see i don't know that i'm necessarily one of them that gives a damn but um other I people yeah other people did uh, apparently i guess ratings were up for those games the courts got some f- clean little uh, fun designs on them yeah. so people at least tuned in for those uh i was watching anyway so whether the warriors were playing or not in the end season tournament i was going to be watching the warriors games for it anyway so that didn't affect my viewership um it didn't make me start watching you know but whatever okay any other notes on basketball
2: um,
1: watching Go it win some live games <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> keep winning let's, let's get this w huh all right um so let's turn our attention to hockey then and we have no games for the sharks over this past week Um, uh, they they start playing again on wednesday they're still 15th in the west uh they don't they they're only two points clear of chicago but they lost Tomash hurdle this morning He's um, he's having left knee surgery to clean up some loose cartilage. Uh, The team knew about it uh, and he was cleared to play in the all-star game, but he's been feeling this pain on and off for, you know, a few months now. So he's having the surgery done now and he's going to be out a few weeks and maybe he's done for the season. Maybe not. Um, We'll see how he reacts to the surgery afterwards. Uh, It could only be four weeks. It could be, six or eight and if it's six and if it's eight weeks that's basically the end of the season so um and the sharks aren't going to the playoffs uh he's the top scorer for the team and you lose your top scorer on a team that already has trouble scoring and this is this is a recipe for disaster so uh we'll see how it goes right now he's in year two of his eight-year contract that he signed Uh, he has a full no movement clause through the end of next season after that, he submits three teams and they could accept a trade. Um, that he would accept a trade to. And uh at any point, he can also um be asked and he said, Yeah, I'll waive my no trade clause for that, or no, I won't. So so if they're looking to get some picks for him, it's not happening anytime soon. Uh William Eklund might be able to get some uh some extended run at center though during this time. And so we'll see how he uh responds and I mean, it, it, if he has some versatility, that makes it all the better. The Sharks haven't had a chance to play their full complements of centers yet for the entire year. So uh, the injury bugs are just as bad as the team is. Like they've also been injured, making matters worse. So yep. a bad team with injuries to your top players means you got a really bad team. And that's kind of what's happened here. Uh, so. Kind of rough, but they do play this week. Um they got uh games Wednesday at Winnipeg, Thursday at Calgary, Saturday versus Columbus at home, and then Monday at home versus Vegas. So here's the question what game are they gonna win this week?
0: Hmm. What do you think?
1: They're gonna beat Vegas. All right, Sam. I'm putting I'm putting it down. All right. Uh the I'm- shocker. I think I'm going to take the easy way out and choose Columbus. Yeah,
2: that's what I was it's thinking a, too. It's a
1: bad team. It's an East coast. Te- it's an Eastern division team. Um, yeah. They're, they're at the bottom of the East. Uh, they are a few points clear of the sharks though. Like they're the worst team in the East is still better than the worst three teams in the West. I think so.
2: I'll take Calgary.
1: All right. So everybody has a chance. Everybody's live. Uh Calgary's also not terribly good. So, uh, there was something
2: crazy. Like in two different games, this like within the last three days, there's been an empty net and like two guys have just gone and slap shot the crap out of it. Oh to, like, yeah. Gigantic Morgan Riley, fights.
1: Morgan Riley absolutely ripped one like on, at an empty netter. And so, uh, Ottawa took exception and yeah. it's a bit then, of a rivalry game. So I think there might've been something happened earlier that he didn't like. And so he was giving it to them by, you know, ripping a slap, uh, ripping a clapper at the uh, empty netter. And
2: yeah. And then there was another game that was like, had like the same result. I was like, what is happening? What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's things are getting wild. Yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're getting toward the end of the season. Uh, tempers are flaring. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's just it, if you're on a good team and you're playing a rival, you get a little extra hot sauce. If you can, you know, you're going to pour yeah. it on. Yeah. So uh, speaking of rivals, the Winter Classic 2025 will be hosted by Chicago at Wrigley Field. They will be playing the St. Louis Blues. Um, that's going to be your New Year's game on uh, on January 1st, 2025. So next year And. I mean that's gonna be fun. I think Wrigley's done this game before. Um, normally they've been host like they they were trying to host it at football stadiums a lot, but I think that they've found that baseball stadiums, um, for the um, uh, just for the number of people that you can get in there is probably a little bit better. So unless you're expect unless you're able to fill up a football stadium, it's just a lot better to have forty thousand that are into it um, for the outdoor you know this of it all. As opposed to maybe having four, you know, fifty thousand in a stadium that holds seventy, you know.
2: Didn't they do like multiple on the same day, like multiple locations? Or am I crazy? Uh,
1: no, 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 they didn't do that. But what they have done is had it set up like in New York, they they've had it set up for like four teams to play, uh, like in back-to-back nights or you know alternating oh, okay. nights. So, uh, that's a stadium series coming up uh, in a couple weeks, I think.
2: I feel like it'd be fun if they did on the West Coast, Midwest, and the East Coast. Everyone, it would gets be a fun. Chance. Yeah, every market gets to watch their own. Yeah, winter classic game. You know,
1: I mean, Chicago's probably had like four or five of these outdoor games. I know the Sharks have had one, and yeah. that was like twenty sixteen, and it wasn't even in Tahoe. Yeah, the, the
0: yeah, Sharks yeah yeah the been one that they did in Tahoe,
1: it wasn't even the Sharks involved, which is bullshit.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, i think it'd be cool to just have three of them you know just, you could do one at, i guess at oracle park you know you could do one there it'd be a fun little yeah little i little think yeah there. oracle
1: park would be a lot of fun um, they're not doing it at the coliseum i'll say uh, that. yeah absolutely uh, that's probably not happening there yeah uh yeah. yeah uh um uh let's see there was one other thing that was hockey related uh there was something else i, I can't remember it it's gone fuck there it goes. Dynamite content, ladies there and goes. gentlemen. It's fucking say, gone. Say goodbye. I'll the same. All right. So I yeah, if it comes back, I'll shout it out. Um, let's move on. Uh Tyler, how did Wrexham do this week? Uh, not
2: good. They are sliding down like a, a gigantic uh water slide here. Um, they lost again to Bradford City, one-nil. Uh, they are currently 15-7-7, 5th place, still 52 points because they haven't won a game. Um, they are upcoming game. Now, this is where we're starting to make up some of these uh, waterlogged pitch games or rained out games or tournament games that led them to postpone another one. So Sutton United, they're playing tomorrow. Knott's uh, County, they're playing on Saturday. Um, I don't know if Knott's County's rivalry feels like what it used to be, knowing that the head coach isn't really there anymore. But nonetheless, it is still the National League rival to uh, Wrexham at this time. But they got to start winning some games. I don't know what is going on. I don't I don't really think they have anybody that's injured. Um, They didn't really make a big splash the transfer window. Uh, They did sign one right wing back. But in reality, nothing that's crazy that's going to move the needle. So and unfortunately, there's no more transfer window, so you're just gonna have to roll this out to the end here. Uh, you're in fifth place. You need to start winning some games here, otherwise, you're gonna be in a tournament, and you don't want to be in a tournament. Um, just, just get to get to second best you can. Just get to second. You don't have
1: to worry about. Third anything. is what they need, but yeah,
2: yeah. Plus seven. two, his there. You know you want to be a part of that, even yeah. if you're a relief pitcher for you know one or two innings. That's yeah, it's gonna probably be what fun. he's gonna be. You know, so it's gonna
1: be fun. Yeah. Um, and then Jose Altuve signs an extension, five years. 125 million. He's going to stay in Houston. And then we had a little bit of a bombshell during Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas mayor uh, said that the A's should probably try to make it work in Oakland and that the plan doesn't make sense, which sounds really fucking familiar because we've been saying that for two years on this show.
2: You know, what's funny is Manfred made that call or somebody in MLB
0: made that call and made her. Can you you please walk that back?
1: Yeah, walking it back. Moonwalk, baby. The
0: thing is that when she walked it back, all she said was, we're excited to potentially have the A's here and then double down on her original comments. <laughs> yeah. If you read what she said and look up the video of what she said, mm-hmm. she said they're still excited to have ML- the possibility of MLB, but then double down on the shenanigans and what, lack of plan.
1: What I right. liked about the video was how they were able to crop out how she was holding up a newspaper with today's date on it right you know? <laughs> like a hostage
0: so yeah. i mean it just you know there, there there's just been so many issues with the plan to go to las vegas um i think the 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 sound of fans and citizens that i think there is a, a fandom that that wants a las vegas team mlb team and it sounds like they deserve a team but i think the best route is expansion Um, you know, and I think other MLB owners, why would you want to sacrifice a relocation fee and at the same time losing an expansion market? Um, so you're just losing some, you're leaving so much money on the table. Additionally, if John Fisher moves, there was a plan that he was going to go to Sacramento. If he goes to Sacramento, NBC already said, we're not paying you that money. You're in it. You're not in the Bay area market. So yeah, now, you're, have to now you're losing the $70 million. You're going to lose that. They're not going to give you 60. They're not going to give you 50, you know? So whatever the, I think a good uh, percentage difference would be look at something. I know the warriors are championship right now, but look at something that the, the warriors are getting and what's the percentage discrepancy of what the Kings get, Uh, because that's based on a regional market. Uh, Those contracts were signed long, a long time ago. And you, you could see the percentage difference. And I think that would give you a, a ballpark of how much lower the A's would get because the mm-hmm. ratings that you're going to get in Sacramento, Utah, or anywhere else is going to be significantly less than what's the Bay area market is. So you're, you're losing money. Um, it, John Fisher clearly has no plan. How many, how many, Stadiums has the the A's have announced. there's San Jose, and Fremont, laney Power Terminal. You know, I mean, it's just there was on some and on yeah. and on and on and on. You ain't gonna get shit done.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're so excited to get out of Oakland, like that they're they're, they're throwing away seventy million dollars just right. to get out of Oakland, and that's the only reason why I believe that this is actually still going to happen. Why they are going to end up leaving is because if they're this anxious to get the hell out of our town and, and they're willing to sacrifice $70 million to do it when the man only spends 50 million on payroll, I, you know, it just tells me that they, they are, they, they, they're done with us and they don't want our money anymore. And for that, I say, fuck you,
2: I mean, he, he wasn't going to get it anyway. So the way, the way he wanted it, he wanted all of the money not a portion of the money.
0: I think the only, the only way the, the city of Oakland would have had a chance at retaining the A's is a a blank check. You know, he wants all of it paid for the tax incentives. You know, there was the, the talk of the, the rezoning of tax districts and things like that, that the A's wouldn't have to pay taxes and a tax credit would go to them to help pay off their loans and blah, 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 blah. Um, It just, you know, he wanted a blank check. He wanted it all built on other people's money. And to me, it's as if he wanted to risk the Oakland general fund. You know, th- that to me is, is what's, yeah. what's really suspicious about all of this Yeah, is that the, the city of Oakland has secured more money, uh, than Las Vegas. Um uh, and it, it just, it doesn't, nothing adds up. There's no plan there, you know, so.
1: The, the get more money came, from,
0: Vince, but uh, at the what? same time, I said I get where you're coming from. That mm-hmm. he may not want to be here, but at the same time, he may not have the ability to put a deal together anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I like,
0: mean... and if this thing goes past, like, if this may, is, I
1: think, at next year, yeah,
0: if it's this time next year and you don't have a deal in Oakland and you don't have a binding deal because he signed an agreement and there's a vote, but there's not a binding contract for Las Vegas. There's no binding agreement because they don't have a stadium plan. They don't I, have architecture plans. Right. There is no, he doesn't have financing in place to fund the additional money. So I know
1: uh, until that's why it, it the stadium is sense. under
0: construction. I won't, I, I don't. Well, no, so I like, mean, <laughs> I
1: mean, what I'm, what I think is going to have like possibly happen. If he, John Fisher's this thing, if he fishers this up, um, I, I think Salt Lake ends up being the backup plan, and then he sells to the, the the fucking Ryan Smith or whoever it is, um, out there, and then the team goes to Salt Lake because I I genuinely think Manfred is done with Oakland, and they don't want the the money to come from the way that Oakland secured it, like right. you said. I think they wanted to make sure that the city of Oakland is on the hook, uh, but because Oakland was able to get grants from the federal government and from the state government. And they were able to put together the pieces to make improvements without risking the city of Oakland's fund. And that's like, no, I'm not fucking you over good enough. You know, I need you to owe me is that. That's what I think this has come down to.
2: I agree. Yeah. So they have, they have until May, right?
1: I would say may probably the end of May is to, to, to get whatever they need to get figured out, figured out for 25, 26 and 27.
2: What I mean is, is may, for the location because it's getting torn down no matter what
1: well it's gonna take about eight or nine months so basically through the end of the year for for like all the 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 demolition and cleanup and everything to happen on the tropicana so for, for it to become a completely flat empty lot it's going to take about eight or nine months so i would say they probably have about five months I would like say, less outside, say, it's, it's say less than that. I agree. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say he needs to come with June a plan probably, in May.
2: He needs to come I, with a plan in May because Bally's is going to be like, I'm tearing this down. I need to know if I'm tearing this down, I'm going to build something. Oh yeah. yeah no, if absolutely. I don't have I, anything, I I'm moving on. I've uh, yeah, got to go.
1: I, I would say probably, um, mid June, maybe something like that.
2: Yeah. I, so yeah, to go to Watch Salt Lake. Watch out for Lake, this maybe. flag
1: day. Watch out for flag day. <laughs> I,
2: I think Salt Lake is a realistic thing too. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't understand how, okay, I I generally, this is what I, I don't understand. If I'm an owner, right, and I make money off of all my owners being successful just as much as I am, right, because we bring in more money, more revenue sharing for all of us, right, how do you allow a commissioner who's supposed to make you money allow this to happen for so long when you're supposed to already have two expansion teams to, let me get this straight, expand the revenue sharing because you got two more teams now in the mix, but you can't because you need Tampa Bay and you need Oakland or at least the A's to finish up their, their stadiums. And guess what? They haven't finished up their stadiums. So how as an owner, do you go, Manfred is the great, is the best man for the job. He's making us a bunch of money. We could make more, but he's doing just damn fine with what but he's I doing with these I think
0: that's kind teams. of the, I think that's kind of the problem with baseball where you look at, look at the NFL, right? You got Godel. And you may not agree with his plans. You may not agree with how the NFL does things, but you get it. There's a plan. You understand, you know, they, they, how they do the draft. They were, they're the best at monetizing the draft and the, uh, what is it? The, the, the scouting combine, uh, all, you know, they, they turn the draft into a a two night primetime event. Where the first round is must see television. The first round has its own night now.
1: Mm-hmm. You may
0: not agree with it. You may not like it, but you get the plan. You get the idea. You don't. I don't like the Peacock thing. I don't like how they're on Peacock and Prime and all these other streaming things. But I get it because I I, I get the plan of of, of getting money and, and that type of thing, right? I get that they want teams to have a new stadium because it guarantees a Super Bowl into the city, and and you can you, you now know that Las Vegas is going to be in the in the routine. They're they're going to get another one very, I don't know, six yeah. seven years they're, from they're, now, something like that. They're going to be they're going to be in the uh in it the, might in the routine. it might it be might four it might be four years like
1: like it's gonna like I, I think they're going to come back to Vegas as often as possible because that city is turnkey for a Super Right, game. they it's, have the stadium. It's, a, now. it's made. It's it's yeah. it's. It's ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I I mean, everybody that was down there, man, you also
0: have the power, the power guys as owners. You got the Jerry Joneses, the Bob crafts, you know, you have owners, you know, remember, remember when the Raiders and the chargers were trying to team up and they were like, we're going to go here. We're going to Inglewood." And then Jerry Jones and Bob craft said, nah, Jerry was like, you're going to Vegas. You're going to LA done (laughs) you know, and it was done i mean it was game over Uh and the nba you kind of have something uh, similar like adam silver seems like he's a you know the the owners respect him i don't think he's the the best publicist of the game the best like speaking on behalf of the game right he seems to be like a very coherent cerebral uh commissioner that loves his sport loves what's going on is trying to grow the game, wants to try different things, but there's owners within the NBA that have power, have a voice that get things done. Okay. And there's a few owners in the NBA that do that MLB name an owner. That's like, you go here, you go there, you do this. This is what, this is what we do. Yeah. It's it's kind of like they're all John Fishers. I mean, for the most part, I would say half the league is more like John Fisher's than say the Steinbrenner family. You know, the Steinbrenner's like, I don't like the Yankees cause I'm not a Yankee fan, but I respect the ownership of the Yankees. I respect the ownership of the Dodgers. I even respect the ownership of, of the Padres now for, for being all in, for trying to win something. I respect that, especially in a, in a sport that's uncapped. Yeah, it's like the softest cap in all of major sports. You can do pretty much whatever you want. Look at the Dodgers. Um, but there's no there's nobody really leading the charge of what's right for baseball, what's good for baseball. You know, Manford came out of the analytics division. He's the one that kind of his pet project was MLB TV and MLB.com. He was the tech guy, that's what he was leading. Um, so I don't, you know, this is the same guy that said, uh, you know, the world series trophy is a, a piece of metal, you know, it's, does he love the game? It seems like, you know, from Bud Sillig to Rob Manfred, we've just had a, a slew of of people leading baseball that don't truly love the sport or care about their communities. So I'm kind of like, this is to be expected you know, half the league is, is John Fisher's look at the clowns in, uh, you know, thankfully they just sold the Baltimore Pittsburgh, uh, the, the I mean,
1: Angelos family. Yeah. You know,
0: the Angelos family. You, I mean, you could go down half the league. They're looking for money from the government subsidies, you know, Milwaukee is looking for money to, to, to fix up their stadium where they just had it. It's not that old and they need, nope. they need, uh, you know, $500 million or whatever it is to update, update the stadium, you know? So, you know, pay for it your damn self. I know you, you know, can make 500 million in the damn, season. You pay for it your goddamn self. Like, you know, you know, the government is not charity. You know, we're not here to give away things, you know, you put a, a good product on the field and the fans will support it. The fans will buy tickets and watch it, watch it on TV and buy the app and buy the merch and this and that. We'll put a damn good product on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, stop putting this dog shit loser out here.
1: All right. And God, uh, I'm I, so
0: mad I, again. I know.
1: Uh, every time there's a baseball note, we're like, okay, buckle up guys. Cause we're going to go on a fucking ride, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, that clears up our schedule. Is there anything else sports wise we need to talk about? Or are we going to start playing some fan flute music and trying to bring right. our uh, blood pressure down a bit? Yeah. Yeah. We, wrap
0: it up wrap it up wrap it up uh yeah so uh uh, papa g says uh every time fisher gets to a point that his money is needed he runs off to the next idea and that's of course
1: completely right one million percent
0: Mm -hmm. well
2: i'm ready to watch the warriors and maybe not have my blood pressure go down depending on how the game goes but uh, yeah but you know maybe i'll be relaxed for at least two (laughs) two more quarters
1: yeah, like cruise at a 105 uh, uh, pulse instead of the 120. I was cruising at the entire football game
0: yesterday. <laughs> God. Was it six Dr. Peppers later? That's right. Oh, man. All right, boys. They were gonna... doing
1: five when I had five Dr. Peppers. Uh, when I went to that six, that's when it all turned around. It's my fault they lost. It's nothing that happened on the field. It's all on me. I'm going to take the L. All right.
2: All right, boys, I'm going to send us off here. You are listening to the SVT Podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and threads at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with all you beautiful people.